Glory. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I will not look at your appearance or the way you dance and or the testimony you have given to judges. We need to examine all this. Do you want me to judge you by your dancing, your appearance, which is very admirable? So, I mean, let's look beyond that. Hallelujah. That is why we are here today. That we cannot just say, oh my God, what a wonderful man, by mere looking at the appearance. That is why we are here today. You cannot just say, hey, because you smile, you smile. Because are you such in heart? Hallelujah. Viewers all over the world, thank you for your time. And uh, we salute your faith putting everything behind, and they say, yes, you believe something is about to happen, something that will change your work, your step, your direction, your focus. Wow, it's going to happen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Our message today. Commitment enhances faith. You cannot grow in faith if you don't make a total commitment. Everywhere, what is happening in this nation is happening in another nation. Just exactly what is happening everywhere. Economy, oppression, religious oppression, political oppression. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. We are still on it. Uh, today, we take our reading from uh, John 15. That will be the proof test. After reading the John 15, we have some book also that will help you. The book of Luke 14. Take your reading from verse 26, 26, 27. It will be of also very important to this message we are about to deliver today. And uh, the book of Matthew. Matthew 16, verse 24. And uh, the book of uh, John 3, 18. Also, it's very vital, very important for you. So, but I'm reading the book of John as proof test today. If I may take the title of this test, we say the war hates the disciples. Are you there? The world hates the disciples. And uh, you are one of the disciples. Disciple of Jesus. The follower of Jesus. I mean, you are one of the followers. So that is just the summary of what we are about to talk about today. So now I'm taking reading from verse 18. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Keep in mind that it hated me first. Like what has happened to many of us today? They say, hey, hey, this is so much trouble. Your father too had that 
similar challenge, our Lord Jesus Christ. If you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. That is, if you are one of the people, they will love you. Because you are one of them. As it is, you do not belong to the world. Are you sure you are not one of them? That is the question. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. Me, we are in the world, but not part of it. If you are a follower, though you are in the world, but you are not part. That is what the Bible says here. That is why the world hates you. That is why they will hate you. Because you are not part of everything that stands for the world. There's barrier between us and everything here in the world. If you are a disciple, there is barrier between us and everything here in the world. We are now in verse 20. Remember what I told you. Come on. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, if you remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. Who is our master? Jesus. Take your reading from 18 to the end. John 3, verse 18. Very, very important for you. And Matthew 16. That will really help you from 34. You take your reading to 27. Basically, with what we have read, basically, we need to give up our life here on earth and gain internal life in heaven. There are two key words Jesus is explaining in that test that the moment we become identified or accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior genuinely, take note of the word genuinely, then the world who hate us. But if you have not received him genuinely, there's a counterfeit fake and everybody claim to be a Tranigam and Bonigam did it. But the evidence that you receive him genuinely, the war will hate you. That you receive Jesus, genuinely, truly. You know, when you hate, hate, you know what it means. The war will hate you. The war, which is currently under satanic control, will hate you. It will hate you in a such 
the same manner it hit Jesus. Secondly, some of us will share, why should we suffer or die? After all, Jesus won the victory on the cross and suffered for us. Yes, he won the victory and suffered for me and you. Yes, but question we need to ask ourselves. What did Jesus say in John 15, verse 20? What did he say? Jesus said, the servant is not greater than his master. If they have persecuted him, they will also persecute you. Anyone who claims he is not to suffer, because Jesus did it for him, is actually contradicting what Jesus said. Opposite to what Jesus said. Like I have said, basically, we must give up our life here on earth and gain eternal life in heaven. In other words, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are accepting citizenship in heaven and dead here on earth. Total commitment is what Jesus demands throughout the gospel. Total to commitment. This doctrine that say no suffering, no health challenges, no hardship, is evident that you are not really saved by saying ah, no hardship, no health challenges. A man can be sick in body and yet, being a candidate of heaven, a friend of Jesus, allow your situation to rule you. When you are sick, you begin to see Jesus in the bad lights. Our working with the law is both good and hard times. Yes, when the going are good, and when the going go other way. There's a lesson for good, Best lesson when things are going other ways. We learn best when things are going other way than when things are going our way. Tell your neighbor, we learn best when things are going other way than when things are going our way. Why are you here today? You are here because things are not seem to go your way. If things are going your way, you will likely not know T.B. Joshua today. You will likely not be here today. T.B. Joshua, I need an appointment to see you. Please give me an appointment. Me, there's no association, just an appointment. T.B. Joshua, hello. 
I would like to have an appointment to see Mr. T.B. Joshua or Bishop T.B. Joshua. This is the name they call me outside there. I would like to have an appointment to see Bishop T.B. Joshua. We cannot separate warfare from salvation. That is the problem we have facing today. We cannot what? And true salvation will put us into direct conflict with Satan. Will put us what? Direct conflict. Because there's no true salvation. Hey. Any moment from that, when we start, they fight both physical and spiritual. They cannot stand me spiritually. They cannot stand me. But they are there, boom, here. Sometimes I do like this. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What are you saying? Hey, because I don't tell you what I'm facing. This flesh, by the time I start now, I'll do like this. I'll put this one. <laughs> by the time they're manifesting, you see them. What do you think is the reason why I don't put on time? If they grab my tie, you would likely help me. <laughs> I will call you to come and rescue the situation. Not that they intentionally do that, but they have to fight back. It's not intentional. By the time they realize themselves, they say, oh, I'm very sorry, sir. I'm very sorry, sir. The day you make a total commitment to Jesus, you have declared war against Satan. I said total. Not that kind of the one we declare. You are still whining out and dying with these people. The day you make a total commitment to Jesus, you have declared what? War against Satan. By identifying yourself with Jesus of Nazareth, you have made yourself a bitter enemy. Oh my gosh. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh. Once Jesus possesses you, you become aliens here on earth. Stranger. You know, stranger? Uh-huh. You know, those who are in, in your country that they have no state permit, no working permit, nothing. Even their professor in that country, they can do any job to leave. No right to leave the country. No matter the grief, no matter your position in your country, you are ready to do any job just to cover up. 
Once Jesus purchased you, you become aliens here on earth. Tell your neighbor. There is a barrier between us and everything here on earth. What is barrier? You cannot go where Jesus will not be welcome. There are many places the world go, you cannot go. You must go where Jesus will be welcome. In the world today, pretentious calm. Are you talking in every circle? A staff will enter the office to greet the chairman of the company, will say, good morning, sir. But this is not such in heart. After closing the door, we do like this. When they are doing this to chairman of the company, good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. The chairman said, good morning. <laughs> you know, the, the, he doesn't know they are deceiving him. Many of you are working in a place where you know the one that senior you, your direct boss, is someone you know that below you academically, in every area of life, below you. But what will you do? But you have to eat. And you keep greeting. Acting pretentiously. I say you love him, but inside you are not happy. But you need money, and you are a Christian. What kind of Christian is that? There is a barrier between us and everything. Yeah. On earth, once Jesus purchases us, we become aliens. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. This world, this world is not my home. Oh, I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere. From heaven's open door And I can't feel at home In this world anymore The reason why your confession and what you believe you have said in the past have not been reflected I say, Jesus accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But one thing we must know about acceptance before you can be accepted. Commitment, ask Jesus to accept you. Say, Lord Jesus, 
Here I am. I'm a sinner. Watch me to oppression, Lord. Save my soul. You drop cigarettes. You stop going to nightclub. You stop fights. You stop envy, jealousy. It could be at that moment, not such in heart, but at that moment you drop everything, everything, but not such a heart. Until your heart accepts what you are saying, you are such in the heart, then commitment has Jesus to accept you. The many things you have done and you claim you have done and you are still doing, but you are not searching heart. You are not like that in your heart. That is why if you drop cigarette, Lord Jesus, accept me, I will follow Jesus. You stop cigarette. But in your dream, you keep smoking cigarettes. When you dream, they will give you cigarettes. <laughs> By the time you wake up, you feel it, this odor in your mouth. You feel it, you, in that sense of you, you know, ah, I smoke cigarettes. Mm. That is not for me. But this keeps happening to you in your dream. You stop drinking, but you find yourself drinking, drinking, drinking in your dream. You're a type that you humanize. You have stopped it because you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But in your dream, 20 women, 20 men, because you are not such a heart. That is why this thing will continue to reflect. That is the word commitment we are talking about. Commitment as Jesus to accept you. Commitment now stand as a bridge, as a link, a goal between, as an intermediary between us and Jesus. Commitment means minutes, minutes with all your heart. The moment you make a commitment, you are going to be tested and try on it to be sure that really you mean what you're saying. Yes, faithfulness. I'm faithful, I'm faithful. Test will come. Test will come to show that really, are you real? Are you real or you are faking yourself? The moment you make commitment, you are going to be what? Tested and try on it. When you stand on your commitment, Throughout testing, Jesus will give you more and more and more and more faith as you go along. You cannot grow in faith if you don't make a commitment. Tell your neighbor. You know, faith is a pure gift from God. Faith is a pure work. From who? From God. You cannot grow in faith if you don't make a commitment. And only faith places God. Only faith places Him. 
So where are we going now? At this point, you should be able to know if you are a Christian or you are about to be as a Christian, as a believer, as a pastor, as a bishop, as a prophet. In every step, in every move, in every move, it mission must come. I mean, a suggestion must come to us from the Spirit that the action being performed. Like I'm, I'm facing you, you see me facing you, I must hear it in nature. Move. Move. Need the place. Turn back. There must be corresponding power. A suggestion must come to us for the spirit. You see me? That's why sometimes when I behave here, you say, what is wrong with this man? Nothing wrong with me. I'm a servant. I cannot dictate the kind of direction, the kind of position, what to say. I cannot decide what suffering to bear. I cannot decide. I'm a servant. I'm an alien, a stranger here on earth. A stranger, you have to listen to your master. Someone is controlling you. But we behave today. You see the way you behave. When you talk, please, if you don't leave that place, I'll show you. I'll show you. You draw a turntable for the week. From now to next Friday, what you want to do tomorrow, next tomorrow, you iron your different attire, you iron them down. Oh, I'll wear this on Monday. I'll wear this on Tuesday, Friday. How do you know that you live to see those days? When you are an alien, you are a stranger, you are a servant, how do you know you, you live to wear all those dresses? That is one of the big insults we often give to God. Embarrassment. It's one of the biggest embarrassment to decide what we will do tomorrow, next tomorrow. Ah, what is the position of God? We own now. God own our future. You take over today, you take over future. Our life has been like that because of knowledge of senses, which is not creative. The day you wake up and say, oh God, next, I don't know, over to you, God. Then you are a follower of Jesus. The fear of God will be there. Just wake up and say, ah. They call you, hello. Will you come and see me tomorrow? I don't know. I'm a servant of God. Hello? 
The meeting is next Tuesday. What time are you leaving home? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm an alien. I'm a stranger. I need to hear from above to know whether I will see tomorrow. Then, yes, child of God, you begin to live great to represent God. That's some life we're supposed to prepare to begin to live, to reset your future. The what is it's upside down. The what is upside down. Right now, you can start it now. Leave your nest. When I say nest, a second. Leave it for God. Now you can do whatever you want to do. It's over to you. Because you give an account to God. You can do whatever you want to do now. You can beat your brother. Remember, you give an account. But nest, nest means future. God owns our future. Now, our. Now, the Lord can say to Mama here, please. Come along with me. You may say no. Because he gave us discretion. That is why he asked that man at Pool of Bethesda, what can I do for you? Uh, <laughs> what can I do for you? He's supposed to say, please rise and walk. He said, what can I do for you? Because he knows there's discretion. The man could say, look, leave me. I don't need anything from you. So in the same way, as you are on the sea, the Lord can ask you, leave there. You say, no, I'm not leaving. He's not going to do anything to you. He knows you'll give account for your disobedience. You give account for your disobedience in future. Account is future. You give account in future, but now, yours. You can start your life by living that foolishness to God. All those plans you have already. It's an embarrassment. Start that practice today. Tell your neighbor, I want to see you tomorrow. And your neighbor should say, look, I'm a stranger. I'm a servant. I need to consult my boss. And who is your boss? Tell your neighbor that. Tell your neighbor. I want to see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm an alien. I'm a servant. So thank you, Jesus.